She lived a perfectly normal life. Three wonderful children with bright futures, a supportive life partner, a fulfilling job as an educator and a home filled with laughter and happiness with a white picket fence. This all changed one fateful day. A knock on the door altered her life and plummeted her into a world she never knew existed. We had just got back from our holidays. Carlo, the one we last wanted, crumb chops, chips and chutney for lunch. They were studying and he wasn't supposed to go out anywhere. But when one of this, his friends came with a bike and after a couple of minutes, he came up and said, I won't be long. I'll be back just after lunch. So I didn't ask him to make it fast or come rush back because he's going on the bike. As he was leaving, he stood by the door. He looked into my eyes, just stood there. And he says, Mom, why are you looking like that? I asked him, like, what? He said, you're looking very sad. I said, that's strange. Then he told me goodbye and he walked to the door, stood there, turned back and looked at me again. And he told me, you know what? You didn't kiss me goodbye. Why did you do that? He came back, he held my cheek, he turned it to the left and he kissed me on my left cheek. And he said, be happy for me. So anyway, lunch was ready. We waited at one, two, three o'clock. I was upstairs when we heard the doorbell ring. So my big son, Srini, came down to answer the call. Carlos' friends are downstairs, they want to see you. So they all just kept quiet. And meanwhile, I was worried because it's quite late. They said, but Auntie Molly, we got some news, we got sad news. When they said Carlo, and then I just passed out. Her 20-year-old son at the time, Carlo Delamani, was involved in a fatal accident which killed him instantly. After 22 years, now Malige Delamani recalls the day her life changed for the worse. A mother coming to terms with the fact that her youngest child is no more. Delamani says it is an indescribable pain that she wishes upon no other person. Only another mother who's had an experience where she lost a child will know the pain. Because you cannot explain this pain to anybody or the experience. Mm -hmm. That threw me into the deepest, dark, freezing world that I never knew existed. And there I was for many, many years lost in my own world, in my own pain. And I was a very angry person, and I became very bitter. I was a total wreck. I was beside myself. My whole personality changed. I couldn't eat, even drink water. Everything tasted bitter. The anguish, pain and suffering that came from losing her child in a horrific road accident not just halted Delamani's life, but also caused her to misdirect her anger and neglect her two other children. I didn't realise that the two other children... The siblings were also in a lot of pain. And I didn't realize that his dad was also in a lot of pain. I blamed the dad. Don't ask me why. I didn't want to even look at him. I just didn't want to know him. I just felt he's the cause. But if I look for the reason, there was no reason. There were people who would talk to me and I wouldn't know who they are. I wasn't focusing. I was very angry with God because I had so much of faith. And as we always say, God is everywhere. But where was he? At that point, when the child was at his best years of his life. And with the losing of faith, you get into deeper pains. Years had gone by and Delamani was still unable to cope or accept her loss. She had lost her faith in God. Finally, with the help of a close friend and years of counselling, she released her anger and let people back into her life. And eventually, one day, I just saw the light. I felt God's there and I realised I got the other kids. So slowly, as I regained my faith, I started losing my anger. That anger flowed out and love flowed in. Mm-hmm. It was about 20 years 
when I took the pen and I sat at home and I pictured him playing on the lawn. So I started writing what the picture that ran in my mind from the time he was a child. And I managed to write my whole story, my journey of hope, two manuscript books. 22 years after part of her life was snatched from her, Delimani is now helping other parents who have a similar story to tell. Her writing and her counselling offers solace to many mums and dads who are now in that same dark hole she was in 22 years ago. And there are times, especially on his birthday, his anniversary and the festive season, it really gets down to me after 22 years. The picture of my Carlo, the day when he left with that smile, and I still hear those words, Mom, you didn't kiss me goodbye. Be happy for me. Those words are music to my ear. And that picture that day that he left, that picture is captured in my heart and it's there forever. And no unworthy hands can reach it, destroy it, no weather can change it because it's in me and I'm walking with it. According to statistics released by the Road Traffic Management Corporation or RTMC, for the year 2014 to 2015, 5,500 people died on South Africa's roads in 4,500 crashes. Drunk driving remains one of the main contributing factors to crashes. The province with the largest road deaths is Gauteng, followed by the Western Cape and third KwaZulu-Natal. Spokesperson for KZN Emergency Medical Services, Robert McKenzie, explains the main contributing factors for South Africa's high rate of road fatalities. As many as two-thirds can be attributed to there being a flouting or even breaking of a road law immediately before the crash. An example would be not stopping at a stop street, driving through a red robot, overtaking on a double barrier line. For paramedics, attending to accident scenes have now become a daily occurrence as opposed to a weekend occurrence in the past. Mackenzie explains what it's like to be the first paramedic arriving at the scene of a horror crash. So always when you're getting dispatched to a scene, you really never know what you're going to get to when you get there. Even experienced paramedics, I don't think they can ever really quite get used to people on scene. They're scared, they're panicking, they're screaming, they're shouting, they're not sure what to do. Because you as the first paramedic on scene, their real function is not to actually start treating patients, it's to start managing the scene. Mackenzie says irresponsible drivers need to go back to the basics. need to think about why are these laws in place in the first place. They're there for our safety and for us to all be able to drive on the road safely. It's like nothing for people to overtake on a double barrier line, to skip a stop street. Us as drivers, we need to take responsibility for the way we drive. The reports also reveal that new inexperienced drivers between the ages of 25 and 34 years were most likely to die on the roads. The national road traffic data shows most fatal crashes in South Africa involve young men in light vehicles. The Automobile Association's Leighton Beard says simple steps can be taken for safety this festive season. Obviously, people are driving under the influence of alcohol, which is a big no-no. But then some of the basics are not being followed. People aren't buckling up. As of April this year, it's a regulation that any child three years or younger needs to be in an SABS-approved car seat. Yet, if you drive on the highways, um, you will find many people are driving with babies on their laps in the front seat of the vehicle. Now, in the event of an accident, that baby is going one way, and that's through the windshield. Are the tires on the vehicle in a good condition? Do the brakes work? Is the driver following a safe following distance? Do the windscreen wipers on his car work? People are not only driving and talking on their cell phones, which is already a very problematic issue, 
but people are texting on their cell phone. Piet says much more enforcement is needed to ensure the rules of the road are obeyed. One of the critical things is there, there needs to be an increase in enforcement, law enforcement of people who are contravening the, the, the rules and regulations and the laws. In general, I think South Africans need to learn that they must be courteous on the highways and they need to follow the laws themselves. The holiday season means more crashes on the roads and increased road deaths. As we prepare to celebrate another year gone by, let's all pledge to be safer drivers. I'm Prabhashni Mudli in Durban.